0: Check the mic
1: and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hello, hello. You're listening to the first official episode of the Broforce Show, a podcast where three lifelong buddies just chat crap. Uh, we might even get some interesting conversation out of it. Who knows? This week, I'll be your host. My name's Ali, and I'm joined by my good friends Harry and Stephen to talk about this episode's subject, age. We'll be going over three questions that relate to it, so um, let's just get right in. So the uh, subject today is uh, age. It's a bit of an umbrella uh, for a few points that we're going to be going over. Um, I've got uh, my good buds, uh, Harry and Steve, joining me. Hello. Uh, This is your host for today's episode, Ali, uh, speaking. You're hearing my voice. This is my voice. Um, so uh, we're starting off with the first question that we've uh, all agreed to um, uh, tackle today. Um, what's your earliest memory? How old were you when, when you had that memory? And what is it, what was special about that memory that uh, stuck it in your mind for so long? Um, so I thought this was a bit of an interesting uh, question. Because earliest memories, they they they're kind of special for us, aren't they? They they're pretty special things to us. Either it could be a proud moment, or it could be a, uh, a an intimate moment, an embarrassing moment. But everyone's going to have a different first earliest memory, and it's going to mean something very uh, wildly different to them. It could be something as 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 profound as. The, the, the first time they remember truly uh, in, in connecting with someone or it could be something like the first time they squashed a bug um, and yeah the, the, those sorts of things as, as they happen to someone that's uh, very young that, that's when their reactions are most raw, that's when they're most innocent and uncomplex so I thought that would be a very interesting thing to explore for us um, as we um, as we uh go on this uh, journey together on on this podcast to explore um who we are as as people um so uh i'll i'll kick it off my earliest memory after that uh, what i hope was uh, uh a, a a good warm up spiel um we're going to go straight into what my earliest memory was, which was the TV falling on me. Oh! Um, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine it now. Yeah. Uh, I, was, uh, I was in my room uh, watching t- uh, VHS of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, for maybe the third time on repeat. Um, I had become so, in- so incensed by the action on, on the screen that I leapt up and started rocking the TV on its, on its foundations, and I, I destabilized the structure to the degree that it eventually toppled forward and uh, pinned me under its weight. Um, you might have expected me to shriek and holler at that point, but uh, I was at a strange kind of peace with the situation. I uh, there I remained for what might have been anything up to twenty minutes before my big sister came in and discovered me laid out under the telly. Um,
2: can I can I just interject one moment? I think health and safety. Can you just tell us did the TV survive?
1: <laughs> the TV survived. Okay, okay, I, I I unfortunately died. <laughs> it sounded like you
0: just accepted your fate and decided not to fight.
1: It, it, was, it, was, it was maybe a combination of shock as well as embarrassment that I'd uh, brought this upon myself. Uh, I, I thought perhaps I'd buy some time to try and figure my way out from underneath it, but that thing was not budging. Um, my, I, I could not muster the strength. Um, so yeah, that, that was my earliest memory. It was uh, quite an embarrassing one, and, and as you might imagine, something that doesn't happen every day. Uh TV falling on you and pinning you. One of my Um, burning
2: questions, if I may, is how old were you? Just because if you were young enough, I'd imagine any child screaming if that happened. And if you were old enough, I'd say, like if you were, say for example, if you just accepted it, it sounds like you've got a lot of thoughts going through your head like, oh, this this is my fate or something. It sounds like you'd be at least 11, 12 years old. And if that's the case, why were you watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Not to I say know, that there's anything wrong with that. I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I'm curious.
1: I I know... See, this is... I don't exactly know, but this is my point of reference. Um, this was prior to my um, obsession with video games. Um, so what I would do most of the time prior to getting really into video games was watching things on, on repeat, basically. So I was very young at the time, because I remember, and this is for sure, I remember beating... The original Contra on NES when I was seven years old. That is my crowning achievement. It'll never be surpassed for the for the rest of my life. That's my. I peaked at seven years old when I beat Contra on NES. So I must have been younger than that. I must have been maybe six, or hovering around six-ish, um, five or six-ish. Um, so, uh, yeah, it doesn't really answer your question as to why I, I didn't make a racket. I think that was mainly just because I was embarrassed that, that I'd done this to myself. Um, I, I, how, how, like, how do you explain that? How do you explain that to someone? How did you end up underneath the telly, Ellie? Um, I pulled it onto me. It jumped on me. <laughs> yeah, which, which would have basically had to have been my answer. How else do you get in that situation? Um, yeah, that 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 was it. Really, it was just embarrassment. I think, and a combination of embarrassment and shock. So you got up and shook the TV. Was that an excitement
2: for what was going on, or you got annoyed or something?
1: Yeah, it was excitement basically. I, I, okay. I was I was really into teenagers and <laughs> <the details>. just <laughs> Okay, and then you said the TV didn't survive. Like, don't no, tell me no, like, that the TV was fine.
2: Oh! Yeah, oh! Thank TV God for fine. that. Yeah. Um, okay, because I was going to say, it, I thought I understood that the TV broke. So I was going to say, did the glass in it smash? Because I imagine it was one of those tubular TVs with the glass. And broke.
1: Yeah, but those were heavy set things. That, but, but yeah, the glass was thick. It wasn't, you
2: know. Right, right. Because that could have been deadly.
1: <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't that high of a drop, to be honest. Okay. It's just because right. I, I, I was short at the time. I wasn't always, I wasn't always, uh, Big Al. <laughs> Sorry, uh, how did your parents react to that? Um, well they reacted to it secondhand because my sister got the appliance off my being. Um, and uh, yeah, she, she, she basically described how she found me. Um, I, I, I didn't go into too much detail as you might imagine as I, uh, I, I didn't want to regale them with the uh, specifics of, of uh, my misfortune. But um, but yeah, it was mainly uh, amusement really um, that they, they <laughs> reacted to. No no additional security measures were enacted. Oh, so, well, that, uh, that's
2: classic living, isn't it? You know, uh, everything uh, uh, everything's I, I too think, soft.
1: I think they just uh, trusted that I'd learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: fair enough. And I assume no TVs have fallen on you since. So I assume you have learned your lesson. Good
1: point. Yeah. That's a, that's that's the wisdom of my parents. TV <laughs> yeah. fall, TV fall on me once. stream on me. Yeah, exactly. But maybe
2: most people should have a TV fall on them at some point because I'm sure it's going to happen to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: why I say as well. <laughs> that's <laughs> my philosophy. Children, they should always experience something bad at least once.
2: Yeah, I mean, as long you- as it's not good threaten their life severely maybe
1: <laughs> do you wanna do you wanna go into that a little bit more what do you mean by something bad are, are we talking about tvs falling on them or something <sighs> m- 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 involving a dodgy no uncle? i experienced a <laughs> tv thing myself but i had the i had a similar
0: conversation with one of my previous managers who had two children or five and six or something like that, seven years old maybe and they were not allowed to touch the electrical sockets at all I'm not into like plug in their their tablet chargers or anything like that makes sense parents had to come do it for them and I was like why what's wrong with that They're, I don't want them to electrocute do themselves like, well, let them do it once and they won't ever do it again <laughs> yeah that's right they'll never they'll
1: never do it again <laughs> they'll never ever do it again by themselves just let them do it once it's fine now 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 is that never doing something again isolated to that one specific act or perhaps it's a
0: no, no you have to experience every bad thing once every bad thing yeah, once so like getting your finger caught in a door cutting yourself with some scissors everything after at Try least a, once
1: trying to navigate a room with your eyes closed yeah, yeah. rooms many walls
0: <laughs>
1: much ouch much furniture
0: <laughs> but yeah no I had, I had a similar TV incidents as well dude um, I wasn't trapped under it but the TV did all on the floor have you toppled any TVs Steve?
2: uh thankfully I can't say I have but probably when it does happen now I'll like break down because <laughs> it'll be so awful yeah <laughs> it's, no, it's, I, it's a rite I, of passage basically exactly. it's a rite of passage yeah, yeah.
1: but no I got, can't say got it's a happened topple a telly yeah
0: no it hasn't happened just yet uh, I did not the TV after this, actually probably around when I was seven or eight I was looking for a screwdriver and my grandmother hid all my screwdrivers under the hi-fi you know the old hi-fi units with like the tape deck and radio and then the record player on top and it yeah. had like the glass door on the front Yeah. she hid all my tools underneath it so I was getting the tools out and uh, a speaker fell off the top and hit me in the head and it was just like doof so oh, well, it wasn't too bad and then a couple seconds later I could see blood dripping down my head
2: so the oh, corner sheesh. of the speaker hit
0: me. yeah oh, yeah man. it caught my forehead ouch So just oh i carried on a lot side dripping everywhere i ran to the toilet and my grandmother shouting what the hell are you doing <laughs> i'm not doing it on purpose yeah
2: so yeah why did she, why did she put it there was she worried about you like unscrewing everything and making the house yeah she was
0: worrying about me tooling about
2: <laughs> she said you're you're bigger tool as it is you don't need more. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I said worse in your best man's speech. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the coolest
0: tool in school.
2: <laughs> Very good.
0: This, this question is actually quite interesting to me. Um, not because of my earliest memory, but because of how far back your earliest memory can be. I heard a long yeah. time ago that you can't actually remember anything before you're three years old. And actually, my earliest memory is roughly from around that age. I remember I was sitting on top of Ford Escort with my aunts uh, we'd gone to a wedding and we just snuck out we were sitting on top of the car or oh, I was sitting on top of the car she was holding me and um, yeah I find that most people are around that age but then I was reading an article recently from the Association of Psychological Science yeah, and they they uh, did a study and found out about 4 out of 10 so 40% of people their earliest memories are actually made up Really? Yeah, because the autobiographical part of the brain, the brain that remembers your own your own um, experiences, doesn't actually start to form or doesn't finish forming one of the two until you're about two, two and a half.
1: Mm. So it makes sense that your earliest memory would be around three then? Yeah. Because that's, that's literally when the book starts.
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. But then obviously some people develop a little bit later, so that 40% is the people that develop later and have just made up. Memories which they don't know they've made up, they think are real, but they're, they're completely
1: false. Or maybe that's just the brain mucking about as it because it's taken longer to develop, it's working things out, and so they, they make a mishmash of, of things and it ends up solidifying as a single memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's interesting.
0: So, uh, yeah, I find that the age that you actually had your earliest memories is what's Interesting to
1: me. Could have been then that I was even younger then when the when the TV fell on me, and I know this isn't made up because I've I've had it repeated to me, um, on on multiple occasions since then that that's how my uh, older sister found me. Plus, I, I I remember the fact as well when it happened, so I'm I'm pretty sure it's not made up. So yeah, uh, earliest memory, Steve. Did you uh, do you have one that sticks out or?
2: Uh, yeah, I have. Two, Uh, one of them I think I was. This is going to go back to the thing we were saying earlier. One of them I think it was my third birthday, although I'm thinking it might be later because seems. Now that
1: Supes has said what he
2: said, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This one's a nice one. I just remember having a Bart Simpson cake. It was like a cake of his head not like a severed head but you know like just a, <laughs> that's
1: just exactly a, what I thought I just had his head
2: <laughs> I got a thing for severed heads um, no it was just like a birthday cake him smiling and I just for some reason that sticks with me because I thought that's a pretty cool cake to have for a little kid Bart Simpson cake um, I don't know today what would it be some Ben 10 or whatever is that old yeah. now I think Ben 10's out mate Jesus Christ yeah, show my age well here well
1: past Ben 10
2: yeah, alright, well, yeah, I think Simpsons is going to be classic anyway, so I had a bought Simpson cake, and yeah, it was just a little party around mine. Um, obviously, before I knew you guys, otherwise I would have been there. <laughs> uh <laughs> That's nice memory.
1: Yeah, it was good. Were, were, but... were, were, any TVs involved? no. I mean,
2: a TV was there, but no, like I say, nothing's fallen on me. The <laughs> TV was it. present.
0: Yes, yeah, it t- maybe a had a bow tie,
2: present. but I'm, I've got yeah. something else, like, just to make it crazy. Um, I don't know how old I was, but I was still wearing nappies. Um, this is going to be embarrassing.
0: Um,
1: so I was so, around. So anywhere, anywhere between the ages of zero and ten?
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, dude, it was around your 10th birthday, dude. Maybe 11.
2: <laughs> Who knows? Um,. So anyway, so I'm at my cousin's house, this was in East London, Mm. and um, I think my mother was holding me, you know, like she holds a baby or whatever, so I must have been babysitting, surely. So she's holding me, and I'm in a nappy, and I think I'd like, you know, as a baby, you shit yourself, don't you? So I think I'd done that. It's a thing to do. Yeah, I believe it happens. And apparently, (laughs) well, I'm saying apparently, but I do remember this. Uh, A lump of shit fell out my nappy onto the floor, onto a hardwood floor, thankfully. And everyone was laughing at me. And for a little kid, she put me down and I just remember crying my eyes out and the garden door was open. So I just ran into the garden and I don't remember what happened after that. But my brother said like, oh, yeah you ran out into the garden and was just running around in circles crying in your eyes out <laughs> so
0: how did that happen
2: uh, I don't know I I guess at some point I just shat myself and it wasn't that big and it just fell out afterwards maybe it was hard or whatever or, or it was too big and it came out like the leg hole
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, maybe. What, that's what I'm thinking I, I'm trying to work out the
2: logistics here Oh, well, I, I, yeah, I was just wearing the nappies, so I don't think I was wearing trousers over that. So they could quite easily, anything could quite easily pop out, I suppose. I, I, I don't know about that, man.
0: I think nappies <laughs> are designed to uh, to retain. Uh, At least I, w- I, would, I would I would, think so. At least like 30 years ago.
2: Yeah, they, they wouldn't have had slim fit nappies back then, I guess.
1: No, there were, yeah, there was no like they, skinny they, nappies. They, they, didn't, they didn't have long drawn nappies either. It wasn't <laughs> some loose legging nappies
2: no but it's like you know like a pair of briefs there was you know that shape typical nappy stuff so if they were a bit loose or whatever I suppose something could have pulled it's, them it's up.
0: possible for them to get loose especially if they're like filled bottom <laughs> nappies <laughs> no if <laughs> they're filled they start to get heavy and they droop a bit and then like the leg holes get bigger and then stuff can't escape
1: okay <laughs> okay I, I, Steve yo I, I would put that more on your mum then for not changing your nappy earlier yeah, sagging to that degree. Well, I d- I don't know about that. It
2: could have been, might not have been. Who knows? But anyway, yeah, that's that's my earliest memory because I'd say I, well, I would definitely say I was younger than my third birthday by with the Parsons. because I'm sure I was wearing a polo shirt and some nice trousers and fair
1: <laughs> Um, I don't I don't think we need to ask why you remember that moment. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, yeah, just the comedic value, I guess. Yeah.
2: Or well, maybe it, if I was crying, maybe it was trauma at the time, but I've seen the funny side of it now.
1: I don't know. So uh, that's, a, that's a interesting collection of uh, early memories there. We've uh, covered the spectrum, I think. <laughs> t- t- teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to uh, projectile shit.
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, I was having a sip of water and I was spat it all over my computer.
0: You <laughs> 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 so dick. You projected it yeah
2: exactly yeah well done harry i was looking for a link there
0: <laughs> oh nice you know what would have been an awesome cake for for like our our age our generation as a child huh. power rangers cake Ah, oh, yeah i love the Power Rangers cake you know we're asian so we had like the plain white cake with the shitty blue, blue frosting on it <laughs> yeah that was definitely my cake like every year
1: until i was 10 or something did they spell your name correct yeah they did Okay, at least they got that right. Yeah, yeah, just as an aside on that, my opinion, Power Rangers, still the best TV series intro of all time. <laughs> of course. Power Rangers intro in is. My, in my opinion, yeah, Le- legendary.
0: Yeah. Legendary. Um, um, good stuff. What other cool stuff do we have? Dealt with? That's like complete crap now. The new versions of Power Rangers are complete rubbish now. I can't believe they're still going.
1: Yeah, they got the new versions, the new versions of anything that's old is always worse. Can you think of anything where it was like, okay, this you had the older version and then the newer version came along and everyone preferred the newer version? I'm sure there are some examples, but you'd be hard-pressed.
0: Yeah, I know Pokemon, quite a few people like the new in new games and TV series and stuff. But this is this is the thing, right? You can
1: find exceptions to the rule, yeah, yeah. but the, the point is when you reboot stuff. You want to reinvigorate the audience for it, right? Mm-hmm. But as a rule, most people just prefer the older stuff. So why the hell do they do it? It's, it's to bring in the new generation. But they, it never works.
2: Yeah, times change and opinions yeah, change. Yeah, it's true. Don't they?
1: No, I don't
0: think so, many people like Power Rangers nowadays.
2: No, apparently, if I may, going into my movie knowledge here, they're planning to reboot the Power Rangers movies again. It's um, so just bad. Appa- I know, but apparently it flopped. I quite liked it, but it was a bit too dark apparently. But I was listening to some other podcasts, which won't be mentioned because I can't remember the name of it anyway. And they were talking about this new reboot. And they just said, although the Power Rangers were cool, if you just say the concept of it today, teenagers dress up in fancy suits saving the world, it just doesn't sound cool anymore. So yeah, I agree with you. Like, If you do it now times change unfortunately although we hold it dear in our hearts we just grew up with it but now it's it just doesn't sound cool and it it doesn't sound interesting you're
1: you're, you're right about that Um, things are a lot more a lot less optimistic these days in terms of where we uh look for our um inspirations things are a lot less things are a lot more grounded dark Depressing yeah. v- victories are hard won and, and often pyrrhic. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's 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 never a, a clean break with a you know, a team of young go and superheroes that kick Emperor Zod's butt, you know. Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's not like that anymore. Um, but then you only need to, I don't know if you guys saw, um the recent announcement of the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Yeah, it was uh, a few weeks ago now. Um, and it's preserving the classic style. So classic April O'Neil, classic Shredder, classic Foot Clan, classic Turtles. Even the intro, even the intro theme is all the same, but they're making a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And people are super excited for that. Um, I'd imagine most of the people that are excited are you know 30 years and older it goes to show at times might change but the people in the times don't always change with the times if that makes sense so what's popular with the young people might it doesn't doesn't apply for absolutely everyone so there's still mm-hmm. things that can be cool to um
2: certain people
1: yeah certain people
2: yeah like um, a little niche market they call it isn't
1: it yeah I, th- yeah. I think that's, I think that that's, that's the point, isn't it? Is that the the frustration is when things do try to be everything to everyone mm. and, and, and they don't just cater to their, their original audience. It's almost like, you know, we made this thing for you. So we're going to keep making this thing for you instead of this used to be yours, but now we're going to try and retrofit it to a, you know, yeah, uh, appeal to people who never were interested in the first place. I think that's what people's frustration with, with that sort of thing comes from. So,
2: Yeah, I, I blame that sort of thing on marketing. I mean, surely it's all just to do with like, if we get a bigger audience, that means more money. They just see the end goal. They don't think about the journey getting there. So you could sort of say the same with like films, like say, for example, Deadpool film. I was only rated a 15, but the amount of like violence and swearing and that, I wouldn't feel too comfortable letting a 15, my 15 year old, if I had one, go see it. I'd say like, make it an 18 and just, you know, just be safe or whatever. But I think they lower it just to like, legally allow more people to go see it and they make money out of it. That's all. I think the world just runs on money these days.
0: It, the ratings for movies is done by an independent agency, isn't it? I believe so. They're yeah. They're not rated by the filmmakers, so. Oh
1: uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but the filmmakers target those ratings. They they do things specifically to target those ratings, don't they? Yeah. But, so if they want to hit a wider audience, they'll they'll go by those.
0: Yeah. So that's why so I, I don't think Steven's point stands here. And if, if, right. if it was if it was targeted to 18s, but they rated it down to 15 oh, to get more money. It doesn't work that way,
2: right? Oh, maybe, yeah. And maybe if right. it
0: was done that, and if the ratings were set by the filmmakers or the production company, then yeah, I, w- I would agree with you. It was for for, for the monies, but yeah, yeah. They, the ratings are independent to, to the film creation process. So it's. I don't think. Um...
1: I, I I do I do want to say though, independent in giant quotation hey, yeah, marks. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's a few backhanders <laughs> here and there.
0: I, I,
1: prefer, I prefer the forward handers
0: Backhanders always <laughs> gives me A dodgy image in my mind it's, It gives me an image of someone <laughs> Someone skiing with one pole behind their back By skiing <laughs> you know I you mean know what
1: back-handers? <laughs> yeah. I backhanders?
2: I get what you mean by skiing <laughs> yeah.
0: You get what I mean by skiing Yeah, yeah That's why I, I see backhanders <laughs>
1: okay. But back, backhanders, for me, puts uh, the image of, in my mind of uh, Trogdor. What's I remember.
2: Oh, yes, I remember Trogdor. What's Trogdor? Yeah. <laughs> Trogdor, the burninator. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got a backhand. I think I missed this. It's not just a hand, though. It's a whole arm, no, isn't I'm, it?
1: I'm sure you haven't missed it, Supes. I'm <laughs> sure you've come across it before. Trogdor.
2: Maybe Harry's just shown his age, not being able to remember it.
1: But but yeah, just going back to the point of
0: um, so is it taking Trogdor Str- from Strongbad? Yeah, yes, that's yeah, one. I missed all of Strongbad, dude.
1: No, no, you definitely, you definitely came across Trogdor before. No,
0: I didn't. See, The only thing I've, I've seen from Strongbad is um, homework, bud.
1: What you need to do as homework is you need to watch all of them. <laughs> you need to go back and you need to watch all of them. Amazing series. Yeah, I
0: heard it was good. Just I don't know. I never came across it. Um, I just wanted to go back to to
1: uh, the point about um, broadening the appeal of, of things, though. Because there's something that that's fundamentally disrespectful about that, though, isn't that? Isn't that? There? There's something that's that's disrespectful about looking at a property in that way, where you say this, what it is, this artistic thing that you've created. Um, it's, it's not good enough that it appeals to the people it was originally intended for. We need to make a changes regardless of how the original audience felt about it to try and fit it into the tastes of people who, were, who weren't even paying attention. I think there's, there's something that that's fundamentally, um, oh, like I said, disrespectful about that. So it's, it's hard to ever kind of artistically justify that, if you know what I mean. Um, you kind of make it explicit that what you're making is a product I and mean, they are they are products Let, Let's be honest about that. These are companies and they are creating, you know properties so that they could sell action figures or, or What have you or streaming shows, but the appeal of these things aren't To us as the audience the appeal of them aren't as products. They are as the art that's the thing that draws our attention and, and gets us attached to them so much so that we are then, you know, driven to buy the action figures and, and the posters because we love those things so much. So I think there's, there's something that's uh, fundamentally wrong about that attitude as well. If you just haven't got mass appeal for something, then just accept that it's a niche thing. Mm. And you will have a niche audience of that thing, and you can cater to that niche audience. You don't, not everything has to be Marvel, you know, not everything has to be a blockbuster gangbusters, you know, it, it can just be its own small thing and just make that small thing for the people who love that thing. So,
2: yeah, you know, I'll just throw in a bit of back and forth there. The only problem with that is I completely agree with you, actually. Um, but say companies. I uh, can relate this to film as well. Companies need budget. And if they take it to like a studio or developer, or whatever, if if they don't sort of put in their business plan that, oh yeah, we're going to reach so many, it's going to appeal to everyone. They won't think they're going to make a profit. And they won't therefore give them the budget to make that product. But surely,
1: surely if it's a smaller project, surely if it's a smaller project, they, they won't need to justify um, the appeal as much if they're asking for a smaller take, they won't they won't need that kind of breach. It's, it's purely the the what is purely the turnover, isn't it? It's the yeah. what can you make this money into, basically.
2: But I mean um, we're talking about appealing to a big audience, you know, and that surely that sounds like a big sort of project, no?
0: Yeah, they they can't oh. ask for a smaller a smaller budget, for instance. If the, what they're producing is Going to be the same level as what something sort of universally focused is producing so like i don't know matrix for if they produced it just for like nerds and computer geeks they couldn't ask for a smaller budget because of all of the stuff they put into it
1: well that that goes into scope that, that's going into scope there like if you sure of course if you want to make a 200 million dollar budget movie you're going to need the mass appeal. But if the scope of what you're trying to create doesn't require that kind of investment, then you don't have to justify it to that degree. If you want to make the Matrix, you're going to need $200 million. If you just want to make, you know, uh, four, four guys in rubber suits fighting, you know, uh, a, a, a bug guy, you know, who came from planet Zed, you're not going to need 200 million dollars for that. No. And, and you will ha- you will have you will have your niche audience for that thing. So whatever that thing is, just make it for those people. That they're the people that love the product and will, you know, get attached to it and perhaps their passion will bleed over to other people and and it will just naturally become this bigger thing because you know, passion is 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 itself contagious. It's not manufactured. All of these things that we love today, they start they had, you know, their smaller their smaller roots a lot of people don't even realize like the example i keep going back to teenage mutant ninja turtles started out as a comic book a lot of people don't even know that and it was a very niche thing but then you know it's it might even be a really bad example actually because it was a fundamentally different different series and then to broaden the appeal they made it more uh more family friendly when it came to the saturday morning cartoon because because the original comic was actually kind of violent that's yeah. kind of dark and violent so that might be a bad example on my part but so they had, had goes, to
2: appeal to a larger audience exactly
1: <laughs> exactly yeah it goes into scope What they wanted to make a Saturday morning cartoon which requires a big investment right so it right, depends on yeah. what, what you're trying to do with the property um, enough. yeah I think, I think that's uh, we, we've we've well, I did anyway. I veered a bit off the original subject of what's cool now, but I think it's kind of related. Uh, it's, it's, um, it is
0: related. A lot of stuff has been changed yeah. to fit in with the taste of the current generation and yeah. where it would have been awesome and niche and catered to the viewer
1: back then, now it's catered to everyone. Yeah. Everything everything is massive now. You don't get small things anymore. Yeah, Everything has to be big. Yeah.
0: everything is big and I expect everyone doesn't matter if you're, you're 4 or 40 a guy or girl or into sports or comic books it, it, the same show is going to fit everyone nowadays and the same product is going to fit everyone because well, that's how they're made I think part of it as well is uh, the internet
1: right like more people have more access to international properties now than ever before, so the projected size of these properties has, has grown exponentially. Don't ask me why I was thinking about this, but I was thinking, what the hell happened to all the boy bands, right? <laughs> like where did they all go? They just disappeared. Well, it's because you've got things like K-pop now, yep. um, they're, they're the new boy bands. K-pop and J-pop they have- took over, mate. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They have the international appeal. They've they've completely demolished everything in the in the music industry. But it's because we're more it's because we're more internationally interconnected that those things can happen. So it's not so much a you know a, a, a small world thing where you've got your. Of course, you still have regional markets. That's I'm not saying that those don't exist anymore. But. If you are looking to make the, the next big thing, then you do have to think in those in those terms. You're you're, you're now thinking international, rather than just like domestic. So I think it's I think that's, that, that's a factor as well. I think
0: also there's more to it than sort of geography in terms of the internet. When if if you were a comic book, nerd, let's say back in the day, you you'd go to the comic book store, you'd get comic books, you'd get some of the board games, like Dungeons & Dragons or whatever. They're, you know, the one where you paint the figurines. Uh, Warhammer. Have you ever played that? Yeah. No, I haven't.
2: No, have I. Uh,
0: you, You'd get those. I, I've always been interested. You'd get Magic the Gathering, and that those would be your interests, right? Comic books and the, those types of uh, RPG on-board role-playing games, right? With yeah. the internet, you could be that person, but then also have a few other interests. Like you could be a complete sports drop that likes cars, but then also likes My Little Pony as well. And mm. in back when we were when we were younger and the internet was just developing, there, there wasn't it wasn't available to explore those niche interests that everybody has within them. Um, it, it was just you follow your major interests and that's what you have, right? Mm. But now, yeah, you could be completely into one thing, but then have other interests in in other things, which are sort of like. Backstage in your mind, but it's still really interesting.
1: So, so, the, so the the barrier for entry into these hobbies is is, is much lower. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, how does that tie into how things have sort of naturally tended to being larger properties, like having to have the, a, a wider appeal in general?
0: Um, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know. We started start talking about people's interest in the internet, and it just carried on.
1: Yeah. Well, we... well, I suppose I suppose it, it does kind of make sense, though, because because um, because if, if, you, you have noticed this as well is that there aren't really things that are truly nerdy anymore. There used to be things that were truly niche, right? Truly, the guys that were total social rejects—they would mm. be the only ones who were. Involved in those things, but but now even even like you said, even Magic the Gathering, even even Dungeons and Dragons are now doing everything they can to sort of broaden their audience and broaden their appeal, and perhaps that's because they have identified that the barrier for entry is so much lower. So it is an opportunity for them to um, uh, uh, be proactive in that sense and, and take the steps to uh, make the door as wide as possible. So. I guess maybe you accidentally stumbled into that point. Yeah, make it more accessible
0: for people who, yeah, might just have a small interest or are not too sure and want to inquire a little bit. Yeah, no, it makes sense. We talked too much about generational differences. I think we did. We we did there cover was, that. That was covered. Yeah, but there was there were some points you wanted to cover, right? About um, industries and
1: and um, gaming or something like that. Um. Uh, yes. But it's because the, the point the point i was making uh on this specifically is um well it, it kind of just indirectly ties into what we were talking about before about scope right um everything has everything has like an inflating scope so appeal has to be bigger budgets have to be bigger to justify um the project and then the the the, the, the take has to be the, the income on on the investment has to be bigger to justify the initial investment yada 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 um, but the, the natural effect of that is that as as, as these projects get bigger, the the, uh, the involved parties, uh, the number of involved parties also get bigger. So you get more influence from more people onto the end um, project or, or, or the end um, uh, product. So one of the things that, that is a kind of a popular meme is, um, Amongst in like in in terms of uh, contrasting entertainment um, today, whether that be you know gaming, music, movies, is uh, whether or not that thing has soul. So is this is this does this video game have soul or is it soulless? This is this is a popular meme if 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 you if you're if you frequent uh, uh, certain uh, messaging boards that will that will go unnamed. Um, does does this does this game or does this movie have soul or is it soulless? And a lot of people, when they make that comparison, they're talking about older things versus the newer things. Um, and frequently, it's the newer things that they find to be soulless. I think there's a there's there's a factual basis in in that in that um, distinction because if you if you think about it logistically, when when projects used were smaller. There would be fewer involved parties. There would be fewer people making decisions and influencing the final outcome of, of, of that product or piece of media. But as as teams get larger, there are now more people influencing those those uh, uh, projects. So by by virtue of mathematics, the 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 end product will necessarily have have a, 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 a less um, directed uh, uh, um, personality; it will have less uh, of a personality or a soul, as they as they say in in, in the soul versus soulless comparison. So, a good example is is a game like Doom, which is one of my favorite games of all time. The original Doom. That game had like what five people working on it, and 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 that game had uh, basically gave birth to uh, online multiplayer had like five people working on it one guy did the art one guy did the programming one guy did the music it was it was it was basically the culmination of five guys artistic vision and each of them had full total control over the aspect that they were working on so you had one guy doing the music so what did he do he put heavy metal in it so you got heavy metal that's just playing on, on on every heavy metal midis that's playing on every level You've got one guy that's doing the art, and what was he watching at the time? He was watching aliens. So you've got all this HR G- Giga-esque wall textures and and and, and uh, uh surreal level designs and, and, and everything. So that just comes straight through. It's like, oh, this is reminiscent of, of of aliens, right? But today you've got games that are, you know, directed by hundreds hundreds of people working on these games. And yes, you might have you know a director or, or, or something that's kind of uh, steering the course. But how many how many of those people that are working on 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 these games will be able to impart that level of their creativity into into what they're working on? Or this this goes to me, this goes to movies as well. As these things get bigger and they look for more mass appeal, they also lose some of the humanity, some of the imperfections, some of the soul that went into to making them and, and, and made those early projects so so special. Um, so you do necessarily lose a little bit of, of, of the the individuality of, of those things and you end up with with, the, with with what gets talked about as you know whether this um, game or, or what have you has a soul or not. Because it's something that you feel implicitly as you're as you're playing these things or, or experiencing them or watching them or listening to them, is that it, you get the sense that you're you've got you're experiencing something that someone made, not not what a computer made. It's it's you're you're getting the 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 vision of an artist across, you know, and it's coming clearly through. I get a sense of who these people are, what they like, just from playing their game. Um, so, yeah, that, that, was, that was kind of an aside point I, I wanted to uh, cover um, in how things have changed in, in terms of the, the way industries operate over time. As things were smaller, they really were more individual, kind of, kind of personal projects that communicated the, the, the feelings of the people making them. Whereas today, not so much. You don't really get the personalities through. In, in the things that you're watching, or the things that you're listening to, or the things that you are experiencing, because they're so overproduced and, and they're so over um, they're so over controlled. So I, I do feel like there's there's something that's lost there in the art. Um, yes, that that was one of the points that I, I wanted to uh, uh, discuss a little bit about how things have, have changed uh, industry-wise across generations. Was,
0: that was a good point, mate. It was I think it did relate to so what we were talking about earlier it's pretty well said I agree with it as well thank you you you,
2: you agree with it? yeah see? yeah Yeah. Yeah, I think so I mean it's sort of like without having to track back too much it's sort of like that thing I say that yeah or we were saying sorry that they tried to appeal to a much much bigger audience they would get people involved it might not be their specialty or something and just too many cooks spoil the broth that sort of saying
1: I think I, I could've just said that and then I would have made my entire point. No, <laughs> yeah, but I think it was very well said. I think it'll get people thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could have just said that and we could have clipped that whole twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, I mean that's sort
2: it's uh, to sort of relate a point to that. Like when I was at university I hated doing group work, either one, people are just lazy, but more to the point is that it just feels like, yeah, so many people just have their own vision of doing things and they can never truly meet that uh, that one mm. end goal together it's very rare and with so many like yeah bigger outreach marketing departments or just departments in general they all have to have a say or whatever and it it, it just it's a bit of a clusterfuck and so i guess yeah there's doesn't feel like there's soul it's like sort of machine processed sort of soul
1: exactly if, if, the, if there is if there is an indication of a soul, it's very manufactured. Yes. They have to force it. Yeah. They have to try to make up for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I get what you mean there. Sometimes it's very obvious when they try and do that sort of thing. Dude. Sweet. Um, okay, so that, that I think that was the uh, second subject that we brought up at the start of today's episode. Um, the last point that we had uh, we were going to discuss was... Are we prepared for future life? So that's the third question for today's episode. Um, and this is more of a, of an individual thing, isn't it? It's it's not uh, how how are we as a because com- just coming off the previous question, which just had we tackled it in kind of a broader term. We were talking about how things changed for everyone, really, and and kind of general trends. But this this question is more centered around us as individuals. So yeah. Um, are we prepared for future life? I'll start us off. Are we prepared for future life? Am I prepared for future life? Is Ali prepared for future life? Future life. Is Ali prepared for it? Yes and no. I'm not really a guy that plans things. I, I just don't. I just I'm not the kind of guy that will be, you know, thinking about where's my career taking me? Where, you know, what, what, what are my plans? What am I aiming for? um i've never really been that dude i'm just the guy that goes with the flow i ride the wave um if, if that if that wave crashes and I, I land in a uh, in a ditch then then so be it I don't know if that's if that's just because I don't care or maybe I'm just overconfident I, I'm I'm a little bit cocky about what I think I'll be able to do come come sort of a problem situation that I have to get my myself out of to be to be completely honest right now I feel like I'm okay like I could I could it might be unpleasant and it might be difficult but i could handle a difficult situation um i could figure something out um and that's mainly because i'm someone i i feel that's mainly due to the fact that i'm someone who i have i have zero interest in in any kind of cohabitation or any kind of family uh rearing i don't intend to ever have any offspring so i don't have anyone that's dependent on me or or, or has any expectations of me I'm just Ali, and I'm just... You know, I'm just... Doing my thing, so... Um... Yeah, it's, it's difficult for me to answer a question like this... Without coming coming across as someone who's aloof and, uh, And, uh... Detached. Um... I guess I, I, I don't think about it. I just... What am I doing today? That's what I'm doing today. And, uh... Yeah, that, that's, that's basically me. Um... Any, any anyone else had, had had any thoughts they wanted to drop about their w- how they feel like their life is going and, and how well prepared they are for, for future challenges I'm, I'm gonna so I'm going ask you a question Steve uh,
0: yeah you, you're saying that you feel you're like fairly well prepared and you could handle everything but
1: you're not planning on anything, right I'm not not prepared per se. I'm not prepared for things that I don't know what are going to happen right? You can't be prepared for that. No, yeah. Uh, but like I feel like I could I feel like I could if, say, I got laid off tomorrow, right? As to if my job fired yeah. me tomorrow, I feel like I'd probably be okay. It would suck, sure, but I, I, I wouldn't, you know, immediately end up in a, in a ditch, right? Sure. But
0: for, like, normal everyday things, right? Like going to open a new bank account or sending a letter or like taxing your car or even getting a car, stuff like that. Are you,
1: you got me. On <laughs> Remembering your phone number. You for me. You got me on that one. Um. I could be. <laughs> if I had to, I mean, I've I've opened bank accounts. I've taken. I've taken out mortgage. I've done some adulting. I've taken mortgages. I've opened bank accounts. I've transferred money. Um, I've, set, I've set up standing orders. Big thing, I know. Um so how so
0: I think the question the base of the question is that preparedness and that those things you were able to do, is it because of your your childhood environment and your upbringing or because you um you just taught yourself to do it and you picked it up when you were doing it and it was because you had to do it.
1: I think it's I think it's mainly due to one major factor um, that I would attribute my my capacity to um, carry out those things, and uh, it's Google. Um, if I if I need to know how to do something, I just pull out pull up the browser, hit hit that Google, figure things out. Sometimes I take a little bit longer to do the research. Sometimes I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more reluctant to uh, take a leap without doing some, some more reading. But more or less, that's, that's the heads and tails of it. I wouldn't say my up, upbringing has has prepared me well at all for, for adult life whatsoever.
2: Um, I, I think, think that's what I was trying to get when I sort of proposed this question,
1: really. I should have worded it better. Oh, that, that's, so, that's fair. Well, um, let's get into that. If, let's get into that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I so I I, think, I can't remember who I was talking to the other day. They sort of said like at school, like they don't teach you how to say, for example, what to do, let's say say the washing machine packs up. Like they don't teach you at school, like, oh, who do you have to call? A repairman, insurance or whatever? And then I suppose it goes back to that old chestnut of like say you're learning some crazy maths equation. Some kid will say, I'm not planning to use this in my life. Why the hell do I have to learn it? But yeah, I don't think we should be so, was it nonchalant like that, but I agree in the sense that in school, they don't help teach you about life. They teach you the basic things to get through exams and stuff, which I suppose are needed these days to get a job most of the time. But yeah, just general life stuff, like for me, um, I don't feel like I was prepared for the life I'm in now. A lot of the things I've done now i've either done research like you using the internet i've asked my father or as harry knows i've asked him a lot (laughs) and yeah i just didn't feel comfortable now this also might go back to growing up as a child i was quote unquote wrapped up in cotton wool a lot my mother was very protective stuff i didn't go out and interact a lot with people like i missed parties and stuff i never learned about life and i just when I wrote this question, I just sort of felt like from childhood, are we are we then prepared for future life? So if I'd sort of been forced to be a bit more independent as a child, I'd probably feel more secure about my life now. Like And anytime I do anything now I've not done before, I get really nervous and about, and I second guess myself all the time. Um, I can never sort of just when someone says to me, just chill out, be yourself or, you know, you got to take a risk or something. I worry and stress
1: about so much. Mm. I think I think I, I I understand what you're saying in terms of like uh, schooling and, and, and young life and all that schooling in in particular. But it's it's a difficult thing to crack. It's not. I mean, I I know it's a it's a it's a nice sentiment to say that they should teach you about life when when you're young. But they they have a they have a difficult enough time holding the children's attention as it is. You think they're, they're going to pay attention about what you're going to do when the when the when the dryer plays up? <laughs> well,
2: maybe, uh, maybe not. As boring example as that, I just couldn't think of anything. But I get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, uh, but in in general, yeah. you know, it's it's hard enough as it is to get kids to pay attention w- without aiming for you know the lofty things like uh, what what is the pa- what is the powerhouse of the cell? You know, uh, th- those those things are kind of abstract, so that that has its own problem those those that carries its own problems as, as as the abstract stuff um but but yeah um the, the the fundamental problem is there is no good way to simulate consequences right and that's the only way that you really learn a lot of stuff is by living out the consequences and there's not really a way to sort of simulate that specifically when it comes to um, adult life is because adult life is all about consequences Um, if you stay, a a kid dreams of a life as an adult because they think it's one without consequences. They think they can eat ice cream all day. They think they can go to sleep whenever they want. Right. But we, as we all know, as we've tried to live out that plan, we know that there are consequences for, for those things. You can't just eat ice cream all day. You can't, you know, stay up to whatever time you want. It's by living the consequences that you then learn those, those lessons. So uh, there's a fundamental issue with, with the, I'm not saying it couldn't be done better, I'm, I'm not saying that at all, um, but I, I think we might be putting a bit too much expectation on, on, on expecting schools to turn out adults because I, I don't think that's ever been the case. I don't think there's ever been a point where we can you know just use schools to get us fully prepared for, for, for adult life because uh, I'm not sure that there is a, a really good way of doing that without actually just living it. What I, what I would agree with is um, the attitudes that we can have individually in terms of um, so moving away from schooling. I think the attitudes of um, our parenting and and within families, that, that can definitely be a lot better. Because um, I agree with you when you say that we, we are way too protective, protective of, of kids now. Uh, we don't expect them to be um, I- individuals, right? So we expect them to be attached to the family. We, we don't just say... Well, if you've got, trouble with, you've, got, you've got trouble with something, figure it out. You know, work, work your way around it. You know, there was even, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was even anger when, when, a, when a parent tried to do this with a child. It was a Twitter thread. I don't know if you, you guys have seen this, but a dad had a daughter that came to him with a can and a, 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 a can opener, right? And she said, I'm hungry. I want these beans. Can you open the beans for me? and he said no you figure it out you figure out how to use that can opener to open those beams she took all day to figure out how to use the can opener because she was a, a young girl right um, I don't know she was like maybe five or six or something she was fumbling around with it like turning it the wrong way not not getting it latched properly um, That she would go with long periods of getting so frustrated she'd give up trying and then when she realized that that's the only way she's getting food today she would try again because he would not feed her unless he op- she opened that can for herself he wanted to impress upon her the the importance of doing things for yourself of of, of not being defeated by um the, the 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 difficulty in front of you um and eventually just through sheer perseverance she figured it out and it was kind of like an epiphany moment for her it was like that that kind of learning experience where you've just done something for yourself and people were angry about that (laughs) people were angry about a parent teaching their child a very valuable lesson
2: Mm.
1: I'm not surprised that that that's that's where we are right now like people have this conception in their mind of children not actually being people they're people <laughs> they're, they're, they're less developed people they're little they're, people <laughs> they can yeah they can they, they, they can learn they can you know they can adapt we, ha- we have to have a bit more confidence in them otherwise we are doing them a disservice by not teaching them these things then they are less competent than they then they are naturally more dependent if you don't let them let them learn these things for themselves. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I've got uh, a couple of issues regarding this. I've got a friend who um, who's pretty protective of their kid. Yeah, on blankets. Basically, the kid doesn't. The kids like I don't know. Kids going to high school in September and they,
1: oh sheesh. They, they, I thought I thought we were talking about like a no, don't let or, the or something. No, go kids going to high school. They don't
0: even let the kid go to school by themselves at the moment. I remember what? when I was a kid in year two, so like seven years old. I used to go to school by myself or by myself with some, some of my classmates and my little brother. Little, the school was like three miles away. We had to
1: walk or get the bus there. So so, so what is this high school kid doing then that, that, that you're saying they're not allowed to go to school by
0: themselves? High school kid. Well, the, the kid's an idiot, right? <laughs> the well. kid's complete
1: Wally. I understand why my
0: friend doesn't do it. He doesn't trust the kid. But still, the kid has to go make make a mistake and find out what what the consequence of that mistake is. So when you say, well, that's just the thing, yeah. So that's my problem with it.
2: So when we're talking about mistake, like what what does that what does that mean for you? Like mistakes, like, like
0: getting the wrong bus, or falling asleep on the bus on the way home, or not paying attention to the stop
2: so there's buses involved do you think
0: like the they, or, 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 yeah, I mean, do you
2: think like say for example there could be some driver that's not fully awake and they accidentally hit someone or something because I'll just put out there that the other day I was driving there's a primary school near where I live just across the road literally and we've got slow moving traffic because there's lots of traffic there obviously um, so I was behind the car and the car in front of me right in front of him this kid just ran out into the road and thankfully the current front just stopped you know they were on ball I mean if it was early in the morning or some other time maybe they might not have been paying attention or more alert um, shit could happen I suppose and it, even then this kid was just laughing they didn't understand the consequent, like the possible consequences of that so two
0: um, companies with that first of all that if a car, if the guy driving the car, or the person driving the car is not mm. paying attention, it doesn't matter. It could be an adult or a child they run into, yes, right? That's right. So it doesn't make any difference whether it's a child in this situation. Okay. Second, any adult seeing that kid running across the road without looking and paying attention to what was coming on the road mm. should have told that child off. Yeah, that would right. be that would have been the consequence. Whereas that child just running across the road, the person in the car stopped and hasn't done anything, hasn't gone out and told the kid off whoever's seen the kid hasn't told the kid off so the kid do- hasn't seen a consequence for that mm. and uh, that's the whole point of it that ha- when they do something wrong they should see that there is a consequence and this is the consequence and I shouldn't do it again because of this right I see
2: yeah well I mean sometimes maybe things are out of out of like kids control say there's some the one want to turn this dark and weird just say there's some um pedophile. let's I'll just fucking say it say that someone follows them and that you know like they can't really escape that that's out of their control if no. someone wants to grab them they can
0: that's true but that also doesn't make a difference whether it happens this year or next year does it yeah but I'd, the fact maybe, that they going to a high school doesn't make a difference
2: no they're, maybe there just comes there generally feels like a more sense of like they can be more sensible and responsible now that they're moving to secondary school. We'd all like to think that, I would imagine.
0: No, I think it's our idea as parents that they're growing up because they've gone to secondary school. In reality, if we let them do things earlier, they'd have more confidence in that thing and they'd be more comfortable doing it. And then because they're more comfortable doing it, we'd be more comfortable letting them do
1: it. We, which, is what, which is what I wanted to say about the uh, the kid we're talking about. Is 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 he being is is the expect are the expectations lowered for him because he's an idiot, or is he an idiot because the expectations are lowered for him? Is it's a chicken or the egg, right? Yeah. It, has the guy grown up to be you know dumb because he's never been trusted to do anything? Or or has he never been trusted to do anything precisely because he's dumb no, to begin when,
0: with? When I say when I say that the child is an idiot, I don't mean that they're actually have a lower mental capability i mean their actions prove they're an idiot yeah yeah but that's no i'm just pointing that out i don't don't want anyone listening (laughs) to think that we're talking about someone with lower mental capabilities i don't don't want to be done for
2: slander no no i'm saying that this
0: child can be told something a hundred times and then still forget to do the thing like two seconds Uh, later that that kind of idiot yeah numpty yeah 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 there we go. A nom- a nom- <laughs> yeah. It's a naughty nom- nom- child, not <laughs> so. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, is it is is the parents' action because the child is
1: not paying attention and and is an idiot well do they have any other kids do they have any other kids are they are they treated the no, same it's a single single child family ah, i see okay so there's no there's no controls. no there's no control subject yeah so okay. yeah i'm saying is, is the parent's
0: actions because the child's an idiot or is the child an idiot because of the parent's actions right so the only way to right exactly. the only way to answer that would be for the parents to change their actions and then the child prove that they're not an idiot and if the child does something wrong they're going to find out they're an idiot
1: and 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 they and they would in some small way naturally learn from that even if it's not you know the the way that you even if they were truly a numpty they, if, even if they were truly you know uh an irreconcilable low IQ person even in that case they would over time learn the correct patterns mm. of behavior mm-hmm. So uh, even in that case, I would argue you're doing them a disservice by overprotecting them. So there, there's a balance. There's a balance to be struck, but th- it's in the it's in the word, right? Overprotection. It, you have to tune it to the person, of course. But you can you can be overprotective. You can do too much of it and end up hurting the person indirectly. Mm. I'm with you. So
0: it happens, sort of. I, I don't know. Actually, I do. I would say it happened to me, but then at the same time, it didn't happen <laughs> um, Obviously, you, you guys know that I came from a single-parent family from a young age, right? So my mother would be out working most days, and especially when we were younger, so probably up until I was about eight yeah. or nine, we would be with my grandmother most days of the week. And we'd be out playing outside like with other kids running around. And we were on a, we were on a, a council estate So mm. probably the whole estate was I'd say at least one, one and a half mm. miles square And we were free to go anywhere in that Pretty big Yeah, it's, it's a massive estate We were free to go anywhere in that estate Like across main roads And like across fields and everywhere there, there wasn't any sort of Like don't go too far Don't go that way Don't run down that path Or anything like that Yeah But then we also had like really strict parenting from especially from my grandmother, not so much my mother because she was at work, but like, mm. yeah, we, we got we got the end of many rolling pins for, for some <laughs> stuff. So we sort of developed a little bit of sensibility because of that, because of the, the strict parenting. And we so, knew. So
1: could you could you give us an example of, of of what you get rolling pinned for?
0: Yeah, so like if we we'd been out playing and we'd fallen over or something and scraped our leg or scraped our knee or got a cut somewhere. We'd get rolling pins for hurting ourselves. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so you'd get
2: you. I imagine there'd be loads of kids that are like, oh, little kissy kissy. Yeah, doo, no, 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 doo, no, 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 doo, no. no that, that
0: doesn't happen. <laughs> we get yeah, get rolling yeah. pins for hurting ourselves. So you'd get comboed. Yeah, basically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a, a kid would push you over. You'd fall over, and then your nan would come from the other side and hit you with a rolling That's how pin. Tiger, up and, and up. Up. knock you back up again.
0: <laughs> uh. You learn not to do stupid things because of the fear of getting hurt even more afterwards
2: can I just chip in I I get what you're saying and I sort of had a similar thing so for example if I misplaced something I'd get a right old rollicking from my father because he'd sort of say like oh you kids you don't appreciate what you have blah 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 and that sort of messed me up now like if i sort of lose something really small that i could easily replace now it plays on my mind and i just sort of get complexes like that like oh crap Uh, you know even if though it's a small thing and that not a lot of value i i had that for a reason i've just gone and lost that like what's wrong with you so maybe this could also depend on the child's mental state or something i don't know
0: yeah no it definitely can i i, I had discussion with with my wife about this as well uh, we were discussing how um how she was brought up and how we were brought up and sort of our our interests and hobbies and passions and stuff and in the end we came to the conclusion that 99 parent 99 uh, percent of parents fuck up raising their kids in some way like they completely make a mess of her I and mean, they could they could have been the most loving and caring kid, uh, parent in the world and provided whatever the kid need but in some way they would have fucked something up yeah like that kid they could have provided everything the kid had needed the best schooling the best education the best clothes and whatever toys food like personal chefs and all of that and then the kid would come out with like no social skills or something like that and this, this is what we came to like 99% are fucked up in some way not, not the kids fucked up the parents fucked up raising the kid I'd agree with that Uh, yeah I think it's it's, parenting is impossible it's not there's no right way to do it yeah I'm just there's there's better and worse for sure yeah there's better and worse ways to do it there's no right way you have to you have to change your style for every kid if you've got a multi-kid
1: family, you can't parent each one of them the same way. You basically have to pick which uh, mental illness they'll have. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You, you'll, be, you'll be like, well, we've we got to accept that he's going to develop this complex, but at least we'll shore him up in these other ways.
0: <laughs> if you've got a multi-kid family, it's, it's, it's different. Like You could be providing kid one with everything they need to be, a well-rounded kid with like no issues, but then you're treating kid two the same way because you're treating kid one that way and Kid who's turned into a
1: psychopath. Sorry, Steve, it sounded like you were about to, to make a point now.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's going to go off topic, but when Harry mentioned about, like, a kid given being given the best things, like, was it personal chefs and best school, all that sort of stuff? I was just, in my... Personal chefs. <laughs> <laughs> he said something along those lines. Yeah, yeah, personal chefs. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Um, so in my mind, while he was saying that, I was thinking, like, oh, yeah, like, maybe if you over over, I don't know what the word is, over pressure, like the upbringing of a child, it makes them want to, maybe part of them wants to feel a bit more independent, but also to the the other end of the spectrum, when you think of like young people that maybe join gangs, you've heard that they come from like poor upbringing or something. Sometimes, maybe I don't know the full story, but like, say for example, when they're put into films, you get the impression that like, sometimes the parents just don't care so they look for someone to sort of take them in and nurture them so it's i don't yeah i I don't think there's like a guidebook this is how you should raise your kid you have to sort of maybe see how they naturally act and then cater your upbringing to that if that makes sense Like not one way is going to work for every single child.
1: Well, specifically to your point, it's, uh, it's a case of instilling a sense of belonging and purpose. Uh, I think that's, those are the main things that drive people to, um, seek that. Yeah. Seek that, uh, position elsewhere, Mm. because if it's not coming from their family, if it's not coming from their education, then they're going to look for it somewhere, somewhere else. Um, it's like, like I say, it's like, I say a lot of time, it's like, um, Uh, for human beings a sense of belonging is like you know um it's it's like it's like a bird in the sky if if a bird naturally seeks the sky people as animals naturally seek belonging um and and they're going to do what they can to find it so we were talking about um how how families kind of need to um tailor their upbringing and how things are a bit too uh coddling at this point parents are too um are, are over of, of their kids and part of that i feel like is almost um is almost laziness um it's almost easier to be overly strict with your kids because if you if you if you just define hard rules for your kids and hard punishments for your kids and say you can't do this you can't do that then you then you have to put less faith in in um in your child and therefore we'll have to uh, nurture them directly less you 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 let them go it's almost a a poor way of going about forcing them to learn by themselves because you're offsetting that. You're no longer an involved party with their development. You're just saying, these are the rules, I'm here to apply these rules, and I'm here to punish you when you break them. That to me sounds lazier than a parent who's saying, I trust you to you know, uh, do your own thing and, and, and to develop uh, your own personality, um, but I recognize that there are gonna be points in time where I need to uh, be involved with that process. Uh, more, more directly so if, if your kid is, is is a developing uh is a developing personality and an individual that lives with you then you have to treat them as as an individual and, and and that's way more difficult than uh treating someone as a you know as a as as basically a dependent child as you know a uh i don't want to use the word slave because it's a bit harsh but it's like it's the only thing that that comes to my mind it's like a lot of parents you don't mean slave dude i don't mean slave you, it's not a good you word. you mean minion minion yeah minion is, is a much better mean. word for that yeah it's, it's it's much easier to deal with a minion than it is to deal with a person thanks thanks for that that, that uh that uh recommendation though that that fits perfectly basically but do you, do you guys see what i'm saying does, yeah. does, does what i'm saying yeah,
0: make sense um, I understand, they, by setting rules they sort of taking the back seat for parenting, they, they don't have to explain yeah. situations, they don't have to explain rights and wrongs, they can just say don't do this, they don't have to sit down and explain to the kid like, don't do this because if if this happens and this happens and there was this case or this story from that they don't have to take time to do that, It's like, don't do this you're going to get grounded, that's it
1: yeah, precisely, exactly it's, it's it much is, simpler is parenting. Yeah. it's much simpler to
0: do that yeah it worked well sort of back in our day because beating was still a thing (laughs) it was was frowned upon but it was still a thing right Uh, you could beat your kids in front of all the aunties and uncles and and no one would say anything they'd probably offer you their slipper
2: yeah there you go (laughs) i was saying they'd probably like rather than intervene they'd just intervene and say here use my slipper they'll
0: work better (laughs) yeah exactly we're all from sort of Asian families and I'm sure we've all experienced it at some point, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I used to get Slipper whacked on my backside a lot, but I was never really hit any worse than that.
0: Ali, I'm sure you've got something. R- R- okay, I out of know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a wrestling reference for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: what's, what's it called? Off the, off the, the corner or the... Yeah,
0: that's typical. Or I definitely got some some ridiculous smackdowns <laughs> in my eh? day. Anything that was hard and could be swung was. Yeah, I told you guys about the time my grandmother jabbed in her walking stick at me. I think so how old are you I'm, I'm, not, See, I'm
1: imagining I'm imagining her yeah. taking the proper Olympia, you know Olympian stance right the, the, the arm out the the javelin yeah. behind the ear to the full basically upper body twist launch little that walking stick <laughs>
0: um, it was I was probably about 15 and literally she just met mm. me and I said I'm coming and that the first coming is like 10-15 minutes yeah am like and then she came and called me again. And literally, I was on the road in front of her. She could mm. see me. I was maybe 10 15 meters away. Max, she could see me. I was, I was turning the bike around on the road to turn into the the block of flats. So "I'm." And I said, "I'm coming." And literally, I was turning the bike around, and she jabbling the walking stick at me.
1: And wait, wait, why? I'm confused. Why? why? I don't understand.
0: Because I wasn't coming
1: quick enough. <laughs> wait, what? She? <laughs> yeah, she I thought she said she was
0: coming. No, no. I was going to her. She was calling me. Oh, right. Okay. And, yeah, and you, I was you going to her, but wasn't going quick enough oh, for her. Okay, okay. So she jabbed me right. stick at me. And my luck that day, stick went through spokes of the bicycle <laughs> wheel, and it was, it was one of those sticks. As you it was Then, as it was turning, as as I was going forward, yeah. And it just but went as through. I was moving. Yeah, and it was it was one of those hooked sticks. It wasn't like a straight stick. No way. Stick. And the
2: whole thing went so through. So it was one of
0: the hooks. So the whole thing went through the bicycle whoa. wheel, and I didn't die. Oh, oh, whoa, my God. that's pretty oh, impressive."
1: I saw it happen. I was like, what? That's, that's crazy!" How she must have flung Ow. that thing with a bit of space. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Uh, For the whole uh, length
1: to pass through that quick,
0: definitely. She, she, she. Was she a, a professional athlete? And- <laughs> she must be a professional <laughs> something. They're definitely, I and mean, she was a professional. uh disability benefits claimant, but I think she was a professional athlete <laughs> as well. <laughs> a professional she, she, high You should skills. have seen her, her position with a pair of slippers was ridiculous. Wow. She could get you in the side of the head at like twenty meters away with a slip yeah. um, I think. I think she was in the, the Indian army, sniper <laughs> or something. It's laddy, oh. Um But yeah, it's it's the. Lazy parenting back in our day was it was more successful than it is now because of the possibility to get beaten. As a consequence now they're like, what are they gonna do? Yeah, that's Strategy. true. I agree with that. Take away some electronic device or nothing. Yeah. Because they're too lazy to actually punish you. Yeah.
1: It's it's a bit it's a bit of that and I feel it's a bit of uh, it's a bit of a lack of uh, social cohesion as well. Um, Because the the consequences for misbehavior weren't just within the family. If you were the naughty kid, all the other families knew you were the naughty kid too. Everyone knew you were the naughty kid. But if you're just the naughty kid now, you're just the naughty kid maybe in your school. But there's no community around you that that would judge you now. It's just you, your school, and maybe your mum would give you a telling off. But the repercussions are never wider than that. Whereas when you used to have a place in a smaller community, every, everyone would know you. Everyone would treat you differently. Or, or, or even other parents would have their, you know, their positions, their, their, their small positions, yes, but their positions in, in raising you as well. Um, mm-hmm. But you don't have that anymore. You just have the kid going back and forth between school and, and the mum that may or may not even be... Um, telling him off so it's 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 much it's much more uh atomized in that sense it's there's this there's, it goes again back to the point we were making earlier about a kid seeing the consequences for their behavior and it's much harder now for them to ever see any consequence of their behavior because a like you said there's no real threatening repercussion for, for that behavior and b there's fewer people to give it um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, an unfortunate circumstance that we fired for, for, for the young people, but it's not all doom and gloom. Um, in general, um, things like, you know, violence and, and, and such is is, is trending downward. Um, that that's as a, that's across the population. So I guess it's not entirely a losing, it's not a losing equation entirely, but I think we'd be kidding ourselves to say, you know, that that things aren't things don't feel a bit a bit more detached than than maybe they used to. So it's 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 not it's not complete loss and it's not a it's not a victory either. So, mm-hmm. should we summarise the question a bit? I think I think we
0: um, we strayed off a little bit we and got to some other parts. Yeah. yeah, but In- I think so What we were saying is our um, our readiness to adult, let's say, isn't just by our environment and our parenting, but rather our experiences as, as younger people, is, is that right?
1: Yes, um, it's, it's what we're exposed to um, as we're developing. Um, it, the less that we're exposed to, the more we have to make up for it later. Um, when we're not developing, we've actually stopped developing at this point and we're trying to stuff things into our non-developing brains. Um, so it's it's much better to expose kids to 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 uh those kinds of challenges as they're developing so it does become a natural part of of uh of, of of their development so uh and then they just take that with them as 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 they grow up so um it's parenting it's experiences it's the communities they live in um and whether those communities are set up to um facilitate that kind of development so it's all of those things cool uh any closing thoughts from from you gents on that i mean steve have you got anything to add or yeah. personal anecdote did you get some
0: some sort of answer or uh, or um, conclusion to your question yeah i state?
1: think so i think we went really much deeper than i thought we would yeah uh as we tend to to be honest i yeah. kind of just ramble i mean i, I <laughs> we, suppose that's, we, what, we that's what this is all about if yeah. our answers were just yeah. like
2: a minute long then we wouldn't have a podcast yeah. we? Yeah.
1: Are, are we are we prepared for future life no yeah next question <laughs> exactly <There you laughs> <go>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'd have to have a lot more questions <laughs> yeah i think that basically uh Covers everything that we were going to go over today. Uh, I think we've gotten everything that we will um, out of those subjects. So um, that was interesting. I feel like that was uh, interesting and, and stimulating. Even if I, uh, even if I feel like I got a little bit rambly, rambly there. Uh, I don't know if we'll, <laughs> I don't know if we'll do something about that first. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. So um, I think Steve is going to be presenting uh, the next episode, and he's going to be covering the subject of socializing so um i think he's mentioned that's that's something that's a little bit of it, it, more in his ball game more in his ballpark um so hopefully that'll be interesting too so watch out for the next episode guys thanks very much for tuning in
2: thanks guys see you then
1: thanks guys take care bye bye bye